Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zazlo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zazlo Show 2.0. Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike, Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. 
888-789-3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No, before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0. My guys, Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar. They believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, Accident Attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy, and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna John Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedanos, Presidente, Win dixie Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslow loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. All right, welcome everyone. Zaslow Show 2.0. It is a Monday, the 5th of December. Good to have you aboard as we get week number six. That's right, six weeks now we're getting underway. Zaslow Show 2.0. I love you long time for being with me here. If you're just tuning in, if you just found the show for the first time, oh my God, this is a family here. I love that you're part of it now. And of course, everything began with our title sponsor, Anajar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I send you right to them, all right? Let them take care of you. Let them worry about the things that you don't need to worry about other than getting healthy and getting right. Anajar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 
whatever accident you've been involved in, whatever injury you're dealing with, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. You call them, you're going to get a lawyer on the phone right away, and they're going to help you every step of the way. Title sponsor for everything Zaslow Show 2.0. I love those guys for believing in me day number one. If you're just tuning into the show for the first time, you know, it's it's interesting. Oh, Zaslow, you know, come on. You've been doing this for, this This is week number six now, Zaslow Show 2.0. Nah, man. There's so many people who still, like, the grand majority of people definitely don't know what we're doing yet. I, I had someone send me a message on Instagram a couple of days ago. Uh, you saw one of my videos, youtube.com slash show, and... Oh, Zaslow, I'm so glad I found you. I, I didn't know where you went. There are definitely so many people that, that, that are like that. It's going to take so long to get the word out there. That's, that's really the main thing. We got to let everybody know where they are, where we are. All right, all of us. So, yeah, they're listening. Tell your friend. Tell, tell your family. Tell your mother I say hello. Let everybody know how to get Zaslow Show 2.0. We're available everywhere you get your podcasts. All right, we got, we got to continue to spread the word. All right. So, you know we're going to spend the majority of the show on the Dolphins. Man, that, uh, that was frustrating. We're going to talk to Dave Hyde from the Sun Sentinel today. We'll get him on the program. You know we got our NFL rundown, of course. Our NFL, our full NFL rundown, Week 13, always brought to us by Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. So we'll get to that coming up. And, and we got a little bit on the Heat, a little bit on the Panthers. Good, good weekend for the Heat. Good weekend for the Panthers. We couldn't get the trifecta. We couldn't get the Dolphins. Oh, man. All right. So, I hope everyone had a nice weekend. I'll give you a little rundown of mine. First of all, my weekend kind of finishes tonight, I think, because my son's soccer match, Weston Select, U14 boys, final regular season game. They're 7-2-2 two, and two right now. Final regular season game. Big tournament next week in Miami Classic, but we got to finish out the regular season right. Win tonight, and I think they clinch a playoff spot. So, Tonight, they're playing Fort Lauderdale. It's a home game, Weston uh, Regional Park. That's going to kind of finish out the weekend for me, if you will. I'll be recording the Heat game. We'll watch it when I get home. No spoilers. Don't anybody send me a message and bother me during my son's soccer match. So that kind of closes out the weekend tonight. But otherwise, Friday night, my wife and I, shout out to the Miami Improv. I love going there, man. Both improvs, Miami Improv and Dana Improv. I love those two spots. I really think, I, I think going to the Improv is the best bang for your buck. I think it's the best thing in town. I really do. It's not that expensive. Obviously, you got to get a couple drinks, which you'd be doing anyway. You can get food. We love going to the Improv. So my wife and I were at the Improv, the Miami Improv, on Friday night. We saw Michael Rappaport for the second time this year, actually. We love Michael Rappaport. Uh, He was great. The Improv always treats us really well. We had a nice little table uh, close enough to the front. See, I I I sent out a picture for comedy shows. I don't get the people that want to be right in front. Now, we were close up, but we were off to the side. Like, there's no way he was going to interact with us. You, you don't want to be right in front for the comedy show. Oh, it's, now, now, there's a couple of reasons why you don't. Number one, I don't, want, I don't want to interact with the comedian. I don't want them to ask me questions. I, I don't want to be involved in the show. I know some people like that. It's weird. I don't want to be involved in the show in any way, shape, or form. Number two, and this is very important. Now, when I go to comedy shows, I'm usually going to one where I, I know who the comedian is. 
and and I enjoy him. I'm going to laugh. It's going to be fun. Now, I, I desperately hope my wife is laughing too the whole time because we've been through this before. You guys, you, you know what I'm talking about. If the wife is not having a good time, then it, it's very difficult for us to enjoy the evening as well. Whether you're at a movie or a comedy show or a concert or a sporting event, if the wife isn't having a good time, the night is a disaster. All right? So... My wife had a good time. She likes Michael Rapport a lot also. So we had a great time. But here's the thing. You don't want to be sitting right in front of the comedian for two reasons. Number one, you don't, you don't want to be involved in the show. You don't need the back and forth. Every comedian's going to bust on people sitting in the front row. It's all fun and games. But still, I'm not interested in being part of the show. Number two, and here's a huge reason why I don't want to be right in the front. I don't want to feel an obligation to laugh. Now, I laugh the whole show because like I said... I'm going to see a comedian that I, I, I really like. So I'm definitely laughing the whole show. But if there's a couple jokes that maybe I don't, you know, think are hilarious, I don't want to feel this pressure to laugh. If I'm sitting there and I'm not laughing, he's right in front, I feel bad. You don't want to sit in front in comedy shows. We had a great time, though. All right. Michael Rapport, always funny. And Miami Improv and the Doral Improv. They, they always treat you, boy. They treat the Zaslows really well. So I appreciate those guys for sure. So that's what we did on Friday. Uh, Saturday night, we, we had a, a, a Christmas party with the soccer team. That was fun. Was out till 1 a.m. Holy shit. I mean, how does anyone want to stay out till 1 a.m.? We were out at this Christmas. Great time. But we were out at this Christmas party till 1 a.m. Oh, I, I mean, by, by 11 p.m., I want to be in my bed no matter what I'm doing. 1 a.m. we were out. I can't do that again. I got to wait at least a full year until we're out till 1 a.m. again. But the wife was out there dancing to the booty music, so we had a great time. There you have it. That was essentially my weekend, which then, of course, culminated yesterday. Briny Irish Pub in Pompano, brinypubpompano.com. You know that's my spot. We're going there for all Dolphins games. They got live music every single night. Brinypubpompano.com, the world's greatest upscale dive bar. All right, and they were Packed yesterday. BrinyPubPompano.com. You take Atlantic Boulevard all the way to the Atlantic. All right, boom. It's right there. Don't drive straight into the ocean, but as far as you can go, and then Briny is right there on your right. So easy to find them. And they they got the NFL ticket. Live music every night. Great food. I love the shepherd's pie. Oh, come on. So we were at Briny yesterday for the Dolphin game. Packed. Loaded. All right. People were into, not just the Dolphin game, but all the games that were going on. And... That game was frustrating. You know, very first play of the game, we all know what happened. Okay, we're going to have a track meet here. Let's go. That game was fascinating and frustrating and ballsy and jarring. uh, Considering what we've gotten used to, right? Where every time the Dolphins have the ball, I think they're going to score. They're so exciting. And yesterday was so frustrating considering what we've been used to. Like, it was... I, I tweeted at one point, it, like, early in the third quarter, this game is torture. It was. That game was torture because of what we've been used to. And it was confusing because what the hell is going on with Tua? Tua's obviously the big story after yesterday. The Dolphins playing what I had dubbed their their biggest game in 10 weeks. Their biggest game since week three, the game against Buffalo. And that was just week three. Both teams were 2-0. and so this was really their, the Dolphins' first big test since week three. And obviously, uh, you know, 
They failed with flying colors. And the Dolphin fans should be mad. You should. Now, when I say the Dolphin fans should be mad, it, oh, Zazla, come on. Like, it's just one game. All right. Take it easy. Take it easy. The Dolphin fans should be mad because it feels good to be mad after these losses. It means that the games are super important. It means that you're watching meaningful games for the first time in years. I'm not talking about mad where it's like, this team sucks. We've had that kind of mad for the last 20 years. You're mad because we should have had that game yesterday. It was a monster game. We're talking big-time playoff positioning. Hell, if the Dolphins won yesterday, it'd be first place in the AFC today. Home field advantage throughout the playoffs. You should be mad after that game yesterday. It feels good to be mad after these kinds of losses. It means the game's important. It's been years. I mean, okay, there are playoff spots on the line, which you know they didn't make in the last couple years. But those weren't good Dolphins teams, even if the games felt big. When you're playing, that, that, that's what made the Buffalo game so great. We haven't had a game that felt big like that. I mean, it, 15 years. And yesterday, yesterday was a big game. You're playing a really good 49ers team. And you should be mad after that game. But you should feel good that you're mad. Because it's on to the next one now. Gotta win next week. Huge game next week. You can't lose two in a row and then go into Buffalo. Because then you're talking about a scenario of are the playoffs in jeopardy? Not just can we get first place in the AFC East? Can we get first place in the AFC? First place overall in the AFC it might be off the board. You know, if, if you don't beat Buffalo, that's, that's for sure it's off the board. Like, if the Dolphins won yesterday and then won against the Chargers, first place in the AFC East wouldn't be off the board if you then lost the Buffalo game. Because Buffalo in the division, uh, I think they're 0-2 still, right? Buffalo's record in the division stinks. The Dolphins' record in the division is is. Fine, you know, you got the win against uh, uh, the Patriots. You got a win against the Bills. Dolphins are 2-1 and one in the division, right? The division wouldn't necessarily be on the line, but now, because of losing yesterday, division's on the line that game. You have to win next week against the Chargers. I don't want to get too much into that today. That's really, a, a, a you know, for tomorrow. We'll do all reaction today. But you can't go into Buffalo losers of two in a row because then you're starting to put yourself in a position of, are we going to make the playoffs? Yesterday was a really damaging loss, and we'll get to that in a second. But you should be mad. It means that these games are huge. And it's much better than apathy. It's much better than being annoyed with the game, and it's like, ah, we suck. No, you're mad today, and you're going to be mad tomorrow, and maybe you'll start to not be so mad on Wednesday, and then you'll begin to look forward to the Chargers game. Being mad's good, man. means this team's good. And I got to be honest with you. I blame this loss on the Dolphins, Dolphins offense specifically. I know that the defense was an embarrassment yesterday. But I blame this loss on the Dolphins so much more than I give credit to the 49ers. If you're talking about the defense, and look, I'm not saying the 49ers aren't good. I think they're really good. And the Garoppolo injury sucks. I feel bad about that. I mean, not too bad because, like, whatever. But the Garoppolo injury sucks, and I feel bad about that. This loss is so much more on the Dolphins for me than it is 
wow, the 49ers were amazing. I mean, I know Bosa's great. Bosa had a really great game yesterday, so I'm not taking that away from him. But the 49ers' defense didn't do anything to force the Dolphins to A, drop passes, and more specifically, B, for Tua to overthrow every open receiver. That has nothing to do with the 49ers' defense. 49ers' defense is great. And I know going into yesterday, they hadn't given up a, t- uh, a score in the second half to their last four opponents. And then Tyreek Hill, of course, took the top off the defense. That game yesterday was so much more, for me, the Dolphins losing than the 49ers winning. Yeah. Yeah, it was. For me, it was so much more about the Dolphins losing that game. I blame the Dolphins for that loss so much more than I give credit for the 49ers. Tua was so bad. And look, here's a truth bomb for you. If Tua is any kind of accurate yesterday, we kicked the shit out of that team. Yeah. Yeah. That game's blowout city. If Tua has a half-decent game, if Tua can hit, look, he's the most accurate quarterback in the NFL. He couldn't hit open guys. If Tua can hit open receivers yesterday, we kicked the shit out of that team. You're telling me we're not up by two touchdowns at halftime? If Tua's not flat out missing open receivers, that has nothing to do with the 49ers defense. I know 49ers defense is going to get a ton of praise. Nah, not for me. Posta was great. 49ers defense definitely made plays, especially the uh, the Gasicki. Although, you know, catch ball two hands. I don't even know if I'm going to give them credit for that. You give the coach credit, give Shannon credit for two excellent challenges on that final drive. The first one, though, Shurfield, I mean, he, you know, he didn't catch the ball. That's not the 49ers defense. You want to give the 49ers defense a little bit credit for the Gasicki uh, uh, non-catch? Okay, give more credit to Shanahan. Give blame to Gasicki. Gasicki, two hands, man. You got to catch that ball. I don't, and, and I know there was a lot of complaining about the officiating. I'm not, I can't sit here. I know it was a phantom holding call on the big run. I can't sit here and complain about the officiating when the reality is if Tua hits open receivers, we blow them out yesterday. I didn't love the officiating. I can't sit here and talk about officiating when Tua was so poor that if he was any kind of accurate, we smoked those fools. It's frustrating. Game was fascinating and frustrating and, and confusing. And I've never seen a coach with bigger balls than Mike McDaniel. I, I've never seen that before. Fourth and one from your own 19 and you're going for it. I turn to my son, I go, I go, holy shit, I can't believe they're going for this. Because if they don't, it was like, I don't know, it was like seven, eight minutes left in the game, six, seven minutes. I said to my son, they don't pick us up, game's over. Doesn't matter, we have all the timeouts. They kick a field goal, boom, nine-point game, game's over. I can't believe they're going for this here. And, and then Tua, A, he could have flipped it to Ingold for an easy first down. B, he could have ran it for an easy first down. Instead, fits it into like a tight hole, Tyreek Hill. Oh my God, Tyreek Hill, that's my dog. That's your dog, too. Tyreek Hill. And it's a trade that's worked for both teams. It's not like the Dolphins fleece them. You know, Chiefs are awesome and they got the, they got the draft picks. Tyreek, I mean, it might be the best trade in Dolphins history, right? It might be the best trade in Dolphins history for Tyreek Hill. Unbelievable. But I, I blame, that's a Dolphins lost that game as opposed to 49ers won it. To me. 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't know what the 49ers defense has to do with two and it's not look, the offensive line protected him yesterday. He had time to throw. Now, was he I mean, he he looked skittish for sure. He did. I don't know if it's because they were giving him time. And maybe he knows Armstead is not out there, so he's got to rush things a little bit. The timing was off. Was he pressing because you know the game is important for Mike McDaniel going back to San Francisco? Same thing for the running backs, even Trent Sherfield, but specifically McDaniel. Is he pressing because he wants to win for his coach? He loves McDaniel. Whatever it was, Tua looked skittish out there. He didn't look comfortable. It's such a disappointing performance from him. And and this game, to me, it, it felt very similar to the Minnesota game. That Tua didn't play that game. But it felt very similar to the Minnesota game where, man, we have no business winning this game. And it feels like we're about to drive to win it. Right? When Waddle, who, who had the worst game of his career, Waddle fumbled, the Dolphins were moving the ball, Minnesota recovers, game over. This game felt very similar to that where... We have no business winning this game. 23-17, convert the fourth down to Hill. Uh, Gasicki, they call it a catch. Like, we have no business winning this game. And two is about, this is how you make up for the poor game. This is what an MVP does, right? You have a terrible game, but with the game on the line, drive all the way down the field. I think it would have been like 90 yards, right? Yeah, they started on the 10. Drive all the way down the field, game-winning touchdown. That's an MVP That's an MVP drive. That's a, that's two a legacy drive. Right there. It felt very like the Minnesota game. No business winning it. And now we're driving. It feels like we're going to wind up pulling it out. Had to take it away from us. I don't have a problem with the call with, with the Gasicki non-catch. I'm, I'm watching the replay. Again, we were at Briny Pub yesterday watching it. And I'm like, I have no idea what they're going to call here. I think they're going to overturn it. But, you know, he's got it pinned against his helmet. Does that count as a catch? I don't know what a catch is half the time. I got no problem with them overturning it because Gasicki, he needs to he's catch ball with two hands. That's all there is to it. Catch ball with two hands. Drive continues. Maybe the Dolphins win that game. But uh, again, for me, two overriding points for me yesterday. You should be mad, but being mad's a good thing. It means it's important. And two. I I think the Dolphins blew that game as opposed to the 49ers winning it. Especially when you consider Garoppolo gets hurt. We're all thinking the same thing. Oh, man. We're going to kick the shit out of this team now. Uh, uh, Brock Purdy? Mr. Irrelevant? Oh, come on. They're not going to be able to score. We're going to force him into a bunch of mistakes. How does the defense not take advantage of that? Like, for me, it was so much more on the Dolphins. Dolphins blame, then 49ers credit. If Tua has a halfway accurate game yesterday, we kick the shit out of that team. Those are my two big takeaways. I'm angry, but it's good to be angry. It feels good to be angry. angry. And I, I blame the Dolphins so much more than I credit the 49ers yesterday. And it's a damaging loss because you look at the standings. You, you had a legit chance for, chance for home field advantage throughout the postseason if you pull that game out. The Dolphins would be sitting 9-3, first place in the AFC, home field throughout. Now, you got five games left. 
But if it, like if the Dolphins won that game yesterday, you feel so good going into the Chargers game. I still feel good going into the Chargers game next week. But now the Dolphins, they, they would have been first place in the AFC. Now they're sixth. That's a, that's a damaging loss yesterday. Sixth. And the division is looking... It's looking like a bit of a long shot now. Because you have to win this game against the Chargers. And then you're going to Buffalo. So... This is this is this is proven to be a super difficult stretch now. After yesterday's super damaging loss, had a legit chance for home field advantage throughout the postseason if you pull that game out. And unfortunately, Tua is likely out of the MVP conversation now. I don't think you could have that game yesterday. It was a huge game. I mean, as a major spotlight on you, you you got all kinds of ammunition. We talked about it yesterday with Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. They're two of the guys. You got people who are out there waiting for Tua to fall flat, waiting for the Dolphins to fall flat, and it happened yesterday, essentially. And now, like, the national narrative on the Dolphins, it's going to change now, or, like, reinforce some opinions. If you're down here, you know this doesn't change anything. I think if you're down here, you're still really confident going into next week against the Chargers. I sure as hell am. If anything... Get, get the Tua shit game out of the way. And I think they're going to be awesome this week. By the way, Tua after the game taking all the blame. He wasn't good enough. Hey, Zach Wilson, take notes. Tua yesterday, statistically, I mean, he's only the second quarterback this year against the Niners to throw for over 250 yards. The other one is Patrick Mahomes. I mean, Tua's numbers yesterday, we know they weren't good, but... Tua's numbers yesterday, it's not like he was horrendous, if you just look at the box. Tua yesterday finished 18 for 33, 295 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Zach Wilson, after that game a few weeks ago, he had like, I don't know, what he had, like 70 yards? Takes no blame after the game. Tua yesterday, against the 49ers, who have not given up any points in the second half their last five weeks before yesterday. Only one quarterback has had over 250 yards passing against them. And that's Patrick Mahomes. Or maybe he was passing against them in a loss. Whatever it is. Go check out Emmanuel Acho. He had the cool stat out there. That's his thing, not mine. Tua yesterday, 295, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Still comes out, takes all the blame. And rightfully so. I mean, he deserves all, if not most, of the blame. That's how you do it. When you're the quarterback, you got to come out and take the blame. You have to. Zach Wilson takes none of it. Oh, that's such a bad look. That's such a bad look. I don't even know what to say about this Dolphin defense. I really don't. Carved up by Mr. Relevant? That's, that is such a joke. I mean, ha- Dolphins got a bunch of sacks yesterday. I don't know the final number. But, I mean, they, they, they couldn't get to him enough. And then receivers, man, just wide open. The penalties. Getting gashed by by this... What's his name again? Brody Purdy? Brock Purdy? Who the F cares? Just getting carved up by the third-string quarterback. Like, Garoppolo goes down. Oh, nice. We're going we're gonna to smoke these fools now. First play of the game was so exciting. Oh, my God. So exciting. Frustrating. But you, you know what? Like, the Miami Heat right now... And, and we'll get to them. But the Miami Heat right now, like, they're going to benefit... You hope from what they've gone through so far this season. 
Younger guys are having to play, getting good experience, good minutes, going through a little bit of hurt. It'll all, like, you could wind up growing from that kind of stuff. I'm hoping that it's a similar thing with the Dolphins right now, where playoff games in January are going to look a lot closer to that game yesterday than the games the Dolphins have been winning. So, yesterday is a teachable game. Games are going to be played like yesterday's game was, as opposed to all the run and gun that the Dolphins have been able to do against teams like Houston and and Detroit and Cleveland. Postseason games are a lot more like yesterday. So, hopefully it's a teachable game, and you wind up taking it out of the Chargers Sunday Night Football in six days. But, uh, again, I'm mad. You should be mad. But the mad is good, man. So much better than apathy. It's so much better than, all right, it's not that big a deal. They lost. Team stinks. No, let it hurt, man. Let it hurt right inside your stomach. Got that pit in your stomach. You're upset now. Good. Let it hurt. It's a much better feeling than losing games, and it just doesn't matter. So, a lot happened yesterday. Now, week 13 of the NFL finishes up tonight. You got Bucks and Saints. Shit game. Bucks are five and six right now. They they got a home playoff game. We're gonna that we're gonna do that thing again this year, right? Where you got the under five hundred division winner hosting a playoff game. Where the Bucks are five and six, and you got Dallas right now has nine wins and they're gonna be on the road. We're gonna do that thing, right? Doesn't happen very often, but everybody gets uh, you know, the panties in a while. They get all upset. It was a lot of action, a lot of action yesterday. And you're probably saying to yourself, Zaslow. I got to get caught up. Let's get to our Week 13 NFL rundown. That's right. Let's do it. A ton of games yesterday in the NFL. We got to make sure everybody's up to speed. You know what's what. Our NFL rundown every Monday is brought to us by our friends at Brunt Insurance. That's right. Brunt Insurance and Financial Services from the Pen- from Pensacola to the Keys and beyond. Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, they specialize in home, auto, life insurance, a whole lot more. You can find Brunt Insurance online, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204. That's 954 589 2204. You need home insurance. You need car insurance. Look, uh, the market's confusing. You can't just go onto Google and put home insurance. You got to know what to do. All right. The market's confusing out there. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you. Fully licensed staff. They know the area. Bruntinsurance.com at Brunt Insurance on social media. 954 589 2204. If you're looking for affordable care, it offers the best coverage for your 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 automobile, motorcycle, even even your boat. Brunt Insurance is the way to go. And when it comes to your home, it could be renters or condo insurance. Your options, there's so many out there. Don't worry. Brunt Insurance specializes in making the confusing crystal clear with their fully licensed team. Again, bruntinsurance.com 9545892204. I've been a customer for about 10 years now, all right? good enough for the Zaslow family. It's definitely good enough for you. Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. Bruntinsurance.com. Let's get to it here. First up, 
How about the Steelers and the Falcons? The Steelers yesterday, a 19-16 win. I don't know, maybe Tomlin's, you know, record of never being under 500. It could still be in play. They win yesterday. They're 5-7 and seven now in order to wind up finishing with a winning record. He's got to go four of the last five. That's going to be tough, obviously. Kenny Pickett, 16-28, 197 yards. The Falcons dropped to 5-8. And, and inexplicably, like, if Tampa Bay loses tonight, Falcons are still in the chase of the division. The Ravens, uh, what a, this game was a vomit. The Ravens beat the Broncos 10-9. They are now 8-4. Lamar Jackson, he's days to weeks. He hurt his knee. And the coach after the game says he's days to weeks. Day to day, week to week. No, days to weeks. I don't know what that means. I do know that the Broncos dropped to 3-9. and nine. They're as disappointing a team ever. Russell Wilson, 17-22 for 189 yards. The Ravens at 8-4 are third in the AFC, but obviously no Lamar Jackson. You don't get to play the Broncos every week. That's a secret I just let you in on. So the Ravens, they're in trouble. I think the Ravens are kind of fugazi. I got to be honest with you. The Packers, this game, also a game that no one is interested in. The Packers beat the Bears 28-19. to uh, I guess they're still, they're still technically in it. So Aaron Rodgers is going to continue to play. The Packers are 5-8 now. The Bears 3-10. Rodgers, 18-31, 182 yards. Justin Fields, 20-25, 254, two interceptions. He did have 71 yards rushing and uh, uh, I think it was a 61-yard rushing touchdown. The Detroit Lions and Man Campbell, a, a respectable team. They're now 5-7 after a 40 40- so 14 win over the Jaguars who dropped to 4 and 8. Jared Goff, 31 of 41, 340 yards, two touchdowns. Maybe Goff doesn't suck. Uh Amonra St. Brown, 11 catches, 114 yards, two touchdowns. There you have it. Uh the Browns. This this was a game that had a lot of juice to it even though it's two terrible teams. The Browns, a 27 to 14 win over the Houston Texans. The Browns are 5 and 7, the Texans dropped to 1 10 and 1. The story of course was Deshaun Watson making his return and debut with the Cleveland Browns. Watson was terrible. He looked really rusty apparently. 12 for 22, 131 yards and an interception. And let me just say this. Can we and I've been saying this for a while now. Can we finally forever put an end to any kind of conversation about Colin Kaepernick? Can we stop the Colin Kaepernick stuff? Because Deshaun Watson is light years better than Colin Kaepernick. Deshaun Watson has been out the last year and a half, year and three quarters, whatever you want to call it. And he looked like that. Rusty as hell. Did not look good. Colin Kaepernick can hold Deshaun Watson's jock and hasn't played football in like six years. What do you think Colin Kaepernick would look like if he returned to the National Football League when that's what Deshaun Watson looked like after not playing for a year and a half. It's enough with Kaepernick. You can't come into the National Football League and play meaningful games at that position and have any kind of success you haven't played in six years. Watson did not look good yesterday, and he's pretty awesome. All right, I had to get that off my chest. Enough with Kaepernick. The Vikings... They hang on with a 27-22 win over the New York Jets. They are now 10-2. The 
The Jets dropped to 7-5. Dalvin Cook, 20 rushes, 86 yards, and a touchdown. Justin Jefferson, 7 catches for 45 yards and a touchdown. The Jets dropped to 7-5. They currently hang on to the final wildcard spot right now. The Minnesota Vikings, they're a game back. They're second place in the NFC. The Giants, ah, oh, this game, it's so stupid. The Giants and Commanders tied. The tie. 20 to 20. The Giants are now 7 4 and 1. The Commanders are 7 5 and 1. No one was happy after this game. The Giants missed a 58 yard field goal with no time left that would have won it. No one's happy. You prepare the whole week, you bust your ass for 70 minutes with the 10 extra minutes in overtime, and nobody wins. I- I, you got to find a way to have a winner. It, do what college does. You know, get the ball on the 20-yard line, 25, whatever cockamamie rules it is that college has. You, you can't prepare the whole week. And, and you bust your ass. You got guys who are putting their lives on the line, essentially. Tie. I, I hate it, man. Daniel Jones, 25 for 31, 200 yards and a touchdown. 12 rushes, 71 yards. Saquon Barkley had 18 rushes for 63 yards and a touchdown. The Giants right now, they are six. They have the second wild card spot at 7-4-1. Uh, the Commanders are somewhere on the outside looking in there. The Eagles, a 35-10 win over the Titans. They're 11-1, first place in the NFC. Titans dropped to 7-5. They still lead the division. They are fourth in the AFC. Jalen Hurts, I think he's the MVP of the league. 29 for 39, 380 yards, three touchdowns, and a big-time revenge game for A.J. Brown. The Titans didn't want to pay him. He said, okay, eight catches, 119 yards, two touchdowns. Okay, the Eagles kicked the crap out of the Titans. The Seahawks, a game that they desperately needed. They beat the Rams 27-23. They improved to 7-5. They currently have the seventh spot in the NFC. The Rams 3-9, big-time Super Bowl hangover. Geno Smith, 28 for 39, 367 yards, three touchdowns and an interception. DK Metcalf, eight catches for 127 yards and a touchdown. Maybe the game of the day yesterday. The Bengals own the Chiefs. Joe Burrow is Patrick Mahomes' daddy. He's now 3-0 against Mahomes, including winning the AFC Championship last year after yesterday's 27-24 win. The Bengals are 8-4. The Chiefs dropped to 9-3. The Bengals, they're fifth in the AFC. They're right behind Baltimore. I guess they don't own the tiebreak right now. But the Bengals are coming. They are a coming. Kansas City, they are now second in the AFC at 9-3. and three. Buffalo and them are tied, but Buffalo right now has the tiebreaker, so they are first place. You had Joe Burrow, 25 for 31, 286 yards, two touchdowns, 46 yards on the ground and a touchdown. Patrick Mahomes, 16-27. 223 yards and a touchdown. He also had a touchdown on the ground himself. That's probably the bet. Like, that's the new Manning Brady, right? Burrow Mahomes, it's good shit. The Raiders, don't look now. They're staying alive. 27-20 win over the Chargers. The Raiders are now 5-7. The Chargers, 6-6. They're on the outside looking in. Jacobs, 26 carries, 144 yards and a touchdown. Devontae Adams, 8 catches, 177 and two touchdowns. Justin Herbert was 28 for 47. He had 335 yards and a touchdown. And finally, Sunday night football. I shut it off after the third quarter, and it was 21-19 Cowboys. The Cowboys won 54-19. They're now 9-3. The Colts are 4-8-1. Jeff Saturday, 1-3 as the head coach. 
Dak Prescott, 20 for 30, 170 yards, three touchdowns and an interception. Tony Pollard, 12 carries, 91 yards, and two touchdowns. The Cowboys, they are fifth in the NFC. They have the first wild card spot. They are 9-3. and three. And that right there is your Week 13 NFL Rundown, brought to us by Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. Hit them up on social media at Brunt Insurance, bruntinsurance.com. I'm a customer. I've been a customer and have my homeowner's insurance with them for over 10 years now. 954-589-2204. You tell Greg that Zazla says what's up. There you have it. And that right there is our Week 13 NFL Rundown. All right, so obviously we're doing mostly Dolphins today. We got a lot going on. You got the heat back in action tonight. Panthers are tomorrow, but it's Monday, so you know what that means. All kinds of reaction to the Dolphins' five-game losing, five-game winning streak being snapped. And, of course, every time we have guests on the program, our guests are brought to us here on the Johnny Cuba guest line. Make sure that you pick up yourself a refreshing six-pack. Uh, holiday specials out there. Sedano's Presidente, Win Dixie. We're talking European roots into the Caribbean soul. Start with your day with a refreshing German lager. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. And our pal is South Florida Sun Sentinel columnist Dave Hyde joining us here. Dave, I appreciate you joining us for, uh, I guess, your return slash debut on Zaslow Show 2.0. Uh, we could see each other now. I mean, this is a nice little change of pace. Isn't that great? You know, look. You, you've written a book. You got your book, Swagger, with Jimmy Johnson. I saw you a few weeks ago. You were on the Dan Patrick show and doing it via Zoom. It's so easy now where if, if you're talking to guests now as opposed to over the phone, what I'm learning now, doing the Zoom, you could see face-to-face. It's so much more pleasant talking to people. Yeah, it, it, as, as a guest, I have to remember, like, this was on Zoom, and I'm thinking, wait, I haven't had to share. Let me put a hat on. Uh-huh. And now I need to upgrade my hat collection if if this is going to be a, a, a regular occurrence on, you know, like like Dan Patrick I showered for. I forgot <laughs> to shower for you, Zaz. Next time. I won't tell anyone. <laughs> uh, so yesterday, the Dolphins, uh, like I'm mad about the game, but but here's the thing, Dave. I think it's a good thing that I'm mad. I think it's a good thing that Dolphin fans are probably mad because think about it. When's the last time the Dolphin fan was mad? After a loss, like we're mad because the games are important now. It was a super meaningful game, uh, you know, by no stretch is the season over or anything, but we're mad because these games are meaningful now. And that means you probably got a pretty good football team. Yeah, I think if, if the, the last time you were mad after a loss was probably the Tennessee game last year. Similar situation, you, you know, that game meant something. This game, you know, this three game road trip means something okay the, any individual game now they take on more added consequence because they lost yesterday but uh, this is sort of a defining you know little stretch of the season um and and then you know the dolphins failed the first test they 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 you know defense didn't look good against the third string quarterback and Tua Tua looked like like two 2021 Tua for the first time this year really let's talk about Tua first you know, there was a, a part of me at first where I'm thinking, okay, they're doing a good job protecting him, even with Armstead out, but is he a little bit skittish there maybe because he, he kind of knows I got to get the ball out extra quick this week because Armstead's not there? Or do you think maybe it was, hey, you know, I love my coach, Mike McDaniel. I know this is a game that's super important to him. Maybe he's pressing a little bit. He wants to get the win for the coach. Like, what do you think was happening there? 
Yeah, I, I'm not sure. He looked uncomfortable there back there. He didn't, you know, that that he's overthrowing re- open receivers, just wide open receivers that he's hit all year. He was missing, um, you know, whether it was because this is a big game. He's played in big games from the from the first moment at Alabama mm-hmm. um, when he it's in the national championship game. So I, you know. I, I don't know what was going on, but that was the first time really you've looked at and said um, he doesn't have it today. He, he just doesn't, uh, you know, he doesn't look like he had it. And, um, you know, there's also, let, let's remember, when they were tearing up these defenses the past, previous four weeks, those were bottom third of the league defenses. Yep. This was the top-rated defenses. They moved up in weight class and, um, you know, their day- game didn't come with them. You know, I know Bosa is a game wrecker, and he was obviously really good yesterday. But I don't know, Dave. Like, I, I think yesterday's struggles was so much more on the Dolphins' offense and specifically Tua than it was what the 49ers' defense was doing to them. I mean, all the passes that were overthrown or underthrown, those are completions every other week. And if those are completions yesterday – the Dolphins are up by two, three touchdowns at halftime yeah. yesterday. Yeah, I mean, he had Jeff Wilson open for uh, a touchdown. He had a, several other receivers open for nice gains. And, again, those are the passes, you know, you talk about the steps he's made this year of finding the right receiver, reading this the defenses properly, getting the ball out quick. All that was offered to him again yesterday. And for whatever reason, you know, you know, yeah, I remember talking to Jack McKeon, the Marlins manager, once, and he was talking about the strategy of pitching. And and I said, why can't, why didn't that happen? He goes, well, they're not machines. They 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 don't throw the ball in the perfect place all the time. Mm-hmm. And and we'll have to see. You know, we'll have to see whether this is the outlier game for for Tua. Every everybody has one, um, or you know, this is you know, or was that previous stretch? The outlier. I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see as as we as we uh, put the whole season together. But you know, and now he goes against the Chargers defense that's ranked twenty eighth in the league. He should. This should be a game where he gets back his rhythm and and the offense gets back to who they who they had been in that stretch. We know Mike McDaniel is not afraid to go for big plays. Uh, I've never seen anything like fourth and one, fourth and two, whatever it was from your own nineteen. I mean, literally, I, I said to my son, if they don't pick this up, the game is over. They're going to go down by nine, okay, even if there's time left. It, you kick it away. You got three timeouts. Stop them. See what you could do. Uh, they obviously pick it up. Great catch by Tyreek Hill. Have you ever seen anything? I've never seen a Dolphin team do anything like that. You know, I actually, there's nothing that can't. Jimmy Johnson, when he was coaching UM, went, if you go back to that, went for some you know, mind-boggling by by football standards, especially at that time, decisions. Um, but nothing from the Dolphins I can remember where there's something. But, you know, fourth and one at your own 19, 10 minutes left, you're down a touchdown. I mean, the, the game's there for you. And, you know, he, he's got big brass ones to do that because I was sitting there thinking – they don't get this. I'm, I, you know, how do you write that other than, uh, you know, but, but, but let's look at, let's look at from McDaniel's standpoint. Okay. He's got a quarterback who hasn't looked like he has maybe. And he's, he's thinking big picture. I think I want to think this anyways, 
Um, it was all wasn't addressed in his answer after the game, but from the moment he stepped on the plane to fly to Miami, he got two on the phone said, you're, you know, you're great. You're, I'm going to bring out the greatness in you, et cetera, et cetera. Um, put his arm around him basically. And this was a, this was another, uh, decision by, I I, want to think of McDaniel saying, you're my guy. I trust you. I have full confidence in you, even on a day when you're not right, when you're not been the guy that we've seen most of the year. And so, um, you know, to a, you know, he had Alec Gingold right there for a simple pass and yeah. he made the harder, what harder one to, not that it was hard. I mean, Hill was open, um, but um, they got the first down, they started moving the ball down the field and then uh, the fourth down and two and, and Gusecki didn't come up with the pass or, you know, the de- a good defensive play too. Um but I, I thought that was a it was a telling moment for McDaniel where he thought I want to think he thought bigger than the game that that uh, I want to give my quarterback something. What do you make of the the Gasicki fourth down? I had no idea what they were going to call. I, like I, I don't really know what a catch is half the time. I, I had no idea what they're going to call, and I really have no issue with them overturning it because yeah. just, he, he he's got to make that catch with two hands. He's got it. Yeah, I, I thought it wasn't a catch, but like you, if they had ruled it a catch and explained by the all the ways that I, you know, I, I, sometimes I just have to wait for a catch, but, but look, he didn't come down with the ball. It was laying on the field beside his head. I, I mean, to me, it wasn't a catch. So um, the weird thing is that, that would have been Kikaseki's only catch of the game, his first catch of the game. And that, that's, you know, that's a component that's missing in this offense, as we know, but especially when you go against the better teams and the top defenses, you need more, you need more. What uh, what have you made of Bradley Chubb so far? Uh, his what, what's that? I think we're talking four games, maybe now with the team. I thought he was pretty good yesterday. What have you made of Bradley Chubb so far? Well, I, I mean, I waver. Okay, he's pretty good. They didn't get him to be pretty good, though. Okay, they, they got him to be not that he's Nick Bosa. Okay, I, I mean, you couldn't bring him in and you look at his career and say, look, he's not Nick Bosa. But you expect in a big game to have big impact and when. I mean, Purdy, he, 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 had, he was flushed out of the pockets a couple times, but he looked fairly comfortable back there. And, and you know, I saw the Dolphins trying to rush four and getting no rush. The, the, the times they did rush, they had a blitz, which, of course, leaves you exposed on the back end. And so, you know, whether it's Phillips, whether it's Chubb, you know, or or any, or, or uh, Ingram, whoever you want, they, they needed – a consistent rush, and they really didn't have a consistent. Chubb's been fine, but again, they, you don't make a fine. trade like that to be fine. Yeah, needs to be better than fine. Uh, I think, unfortunately, I don't know where you stood as far as MVP stuff before yesterday. Uh, I certainly thought Tua had a great chance of winning the MVP. I think that conversation's kind of over now. It was such a huge game yesterday, and he you, you could look right at him as either reason one or reason, you know, one B next to the defense as to why the Dolphins didn't win that game yesterday. Uh, I, I think it's probably Jalen Hurts' award at this point. What do you think? You know, Joe Burrow's coming on and it'll be it'll be interesting. OK, if you right now, Jalen Hurts. Yes. You look at what. Cincinnati's doing there. They beat Tennessee last week, beat Kansas City yesterday. 
And, you know, you still have, what, six games left? If they keep charging like that, it'll be interesting. To me, the, the MVP of the Dolphins every Sunday pretty much is Tyreek Hill. I, I mean, what you look at how defenses are, what they're doing, and, and they're just moving – they're secondary back and back and back. And there's all this, you, you, you know, you talk about basketball, all you hear is spacing and spacing. So the spacing the Dolphins receivers and Tua have to work with because they're so scared of Tyree Kill. And and the mystifying thing to me is yesterday, again, they have these defenses, this top defense built <laughs> to keep him from getting deep. And he got deep, you know, um, that ball felt like it was in the air forever. I was waiting for it to come down. You know, like, is he going to get to it? It was just hanging there forever. Yeah. And, and I mean, he's wide open. Yeah. I mean, how does, how does Tyree kill still get wide open when, when look, Jalen Waddle's out of the game, all the attention is really on Tyree kill. And, and so he had nine catches, 146 yards, uh, half the receiving yards were Tyree kill to me. Um, He's their best player almost every Sunday out there. Do we know what play Mike McDaniel? I think it was right before the end of the first half where the cameras caught him saying, I F that up. That was my fault. Do we know what play, he, what he was yeah, talking I about? I don't know. I, I, yeah, I don't. I, I I saw it in retrospect, so I, I didn't even know it was from where it, where it came from. It was before the first half. I can't think of any, you know, San Francisco got the ball with, what, a little over two minutes left, so it must have been right before that, and I'd have to go back and – and look at, but but to me, that's an interesting component of their relationship. Yeah, and I'm sure coaches do say, "Look, that was my mistake," but you just don't see it very often, and you certainly don't see it caught on camera like that. McDaniel, I, you know, from the day he, the moment he walked in the door, I was rooting for him because I hope his method works. I hope you can you can be this um creative and 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 look it's working because it's x and o's okay he's he's, he's the, the offense is making it work but his personality of 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 uh you know pete carroll's a little like that i'm not a little he's a lot like that you know as far as uh um you know not being the 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 uh the lion tamer out there as a head coach you know cracking the whip and and dictating how things are um but you know, McDaniel makes it enjoyable to be around, and we've all worked for bosses who do it both ways. It's, it, you want him, you, you you'd much rather be around a guy who's enjoyable. Now, the question is, of course, in football, is you know, it's not like basketball. We oh, let's go play basketball. That's fun. Let's go practice football. That's not fun. Not fun. Yeah, it's not fun. and so you traditionally you thought you need a coach to push and push and push and and look we'll get there with mcdaniel in year two three four hopefully um but year one he's been great he wasn't a madman after the overturned gasicki fourth down but we saw him for the first time yeah. right in a game yeah. get angry that's the first time we've yeah. seen his demeanor really change right yeah that was, that was the lead to my column actually we this was you know that face that yeah. you know, he's he's a blowtorch at the referee. He's he's uh, he looks angry. We saw things we hadn't seen. Yeah, um, from the Dolphins. I mean, that's he looked like a normal football coach, right? Whereas usually he looks like the the history professor, history uh, major from Yale on the sideline. You know, figuring out how to uh, solve DNA or something like that. You know, and and so. Um, you know, we saw things again we hadn't seen. We saw that, you know, that's that's sort of a little 
prism into, okay, that's, you know, he is a football coach. Um, But we saw Tua not be the guy. We saw the defense, um, uh, you know, just not measure up to the day either. So, you know, it was a fail for the Dolphins. That doesn't mean the season's over or anything like that, obviously. But um, something we'll see how they bounce back from. Don't forget, of course, Dave's got the book Swagger. Uh, It's Jimmy Johnson's story. Tell everyone, Dave, uh, again, how they can pick it up. I mean, everywhere you get your books, right? Yeah, yeah, wherever you hopefully you're still buying books, either on Amazon or Kindle or or at Books and Books and all the other bookstores down here. So um, it was a lot of fun to do with Jimmy. Has Jimmy Johnson, you think, whether it be the Hurricanes, Cowboys, or Dolphins, ever looked at a player during the game and said, I effed up, that was my fault? That's a great question. Uh, I know he's he's talked about in ga- after games. Like the obviously the biggest one in his career that he talks about he screwed up was the uh, uh, Fiesta Bowl against Penn State, um, and that changed him as a coach. Um, but you know during the game I don't I, I, I that's a good question I have to ask him that. Great job, Dave. Thanks for hopping on today. I appreciate it. Sure, Zaz. Good talking to you. Thanks to Dave Hyde there for joining us as always, and every guest who joins Zaslow Show 2.0 is brought to us by Johnny Cuba. That's right, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. Pick yourself up a six-pack. Grab yourself a Johnny. It'll make you feel a little bit better. I know we're all mad about the Dolphins today. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. You got holiday specials right now on six-packs. You go check that out all throughout this holiday season. And again, Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. All right, so... Gave you your NFL rundown. Done a bunch on the Dolphins. Uh, they could be all right. I just it, it was frustrating. It was a it was a really frustrating game to sit through and watch. At times it felt torturous. And um, I was watching on my TV screen just now, and it's are you worried about Tua? No, no. You know he, he's he's not the greatest quarterback ever. He's he's not Marino. <laughs> he's going to have bad games. Yesterday was a bad game, and. For me, if Kasiki uses two hands to catch a football, after having a bad game, Tua's about to drive the Dolphins down the field for the game-winning score. Now, is he going to win the MVP now because of yesterday's performance? No. He's, he's probably out of the conversation now. That Them's the breaks. But worried about Tua? Don't worry about Tua at all. It's Tua's first loss this year when he's finished a game. And I, I know he hurt his ankle at the end. It It counts. Don't, don't try and be cute and say Tua hasn't lost a game yet this year when, when he's finished the game because he didn't finish the last series yesterday. D- don't get cute. I'm not worried about Tua at all. If anything, get the shit game out the way. You got extenuating circumstances, be it that Armstead was out. Maybe it was pressing because of McDaniel. I don't know. Whatever the reason is, get it out of the way. But I, I have no concern whatsoever about Tua. Let the national guys talk about that stuff. And look, the national narrative on the Dolphins, now you're going to get a lot, if you're watching TV today, you're going to get a lot of I told you so. Dolphins are not it. Tua's not him. That's what the kids say. You're going to get a lot of that stuff. Hey, you got people out there who are who are just trying to be right. They are entrenched in their opinion about the Dolphins, about Tua, and they, they just want, co- it's confirmation bias. But down here, you've been watching this team you know what this team's about. They're going to be just fine. You got to win next week. Can't go into Buffalo losing two in a row because then you're starting to talk about 
are we going to miss the playoffs? Got to win next week, and I very strongly believe the Dolphins go into Los Angeles and beat the Chargers next week. I feel very, very good about that. I am not worried about that. And next week, you will come and join me, right? Dolphins Sunday Night Football, Briny Pub, brinypubpompano.com. You come hang out with us again, Atlantic Boulevard, all the way out to the Atlantic, uh, the world's most upscale dive bar, brinypubpompano.com. Love those guys. It took real good care of us yesterday. All right. So the Heat are back in action tonight. What a great win over the weekend for the Heat. The Heat go, look, they were in Boston last week for Wednesday and Friday. They finish out this little trip. They're in Memphis tonight. Very tough game. But they lose Wednesday. They lose by 13 last Wednesday to the Celtics. And I told you, final score, not indicative of how hard the Heat played, how well the Heat played, especially so short-manned. Friday, what happens? Your boy, Jimmy Butler, rejoins the team. He's back, baby. He put out the video. He was flying up there private, you know, Jimmy style. And, and you could tell, he, Boston, coming. I'm coming. Oh, oh yeah, baby. Jimmy Butler with a big-time performance. The Heat with their best game of the year. And, I, and like I said, that game that they lost Wednesday, the Heat played very well. They beat any other team in the league that game, except Boston. That's how well the Heat played that game. And then Jimmy rejoins them on Friday for 25 points, 15 rebounds. Tyler Hero with a great game as well with 26. Bam, even with Jimmy back in the lineup, Bam finding a way to be a big-time scorer. He had 28 points. He was 10 of 18 from the floor. Clutch free throws, 8 of 9 from the free throw line. Uh, you, you, and you know what? You had, a, you had a kick in the junk with Jalen Brown off the backboard to send the game to overtime. And you figure, man, after that, we got to go five more minutes. And we still took that ass. The Heat win by four on Friday night in Boston. Uh, Jason Tatum really struggled. Foul trouble and the Heat did a great job on him overall. And we're hoping that that means now that the fun is about to start. Because that's the type of game you can look at. Maybe Hey, is this a jumping off point? Are we going to remember that win in Boston? Only their second home loss of the year. Only their fifth loss of the entire season. Boston won in Brooklyn last night. That team sucks. And are we going to look back and say, yeah, remember when Jimmy rejoined the team? Because Jimmy felt pretty confident after the game. We got, Like Jimmy said, we got something good going on here. Still game under 500, But that was a big-time win and a real good couple games in Boston. And by the way, how about Jimmy, man? You know, you got these guys who miss a ton of time because of injury. How about Jimmy? Miss a ton of time because of injury. You, you got to do your, your ramping up. You know, you, you got to do your return to play conditioning. You got to do your minutes restriction. You got to come off the bench. No, not for Jimmy Butler. He plays 35 minutes, 25 points, 15 rebounds, gets you a steal, a block, three assists. He hits the huge shot at the end of regulation. Couldn't hang on. Then hits the dagger in overtime, takes that Celtics ass. That's what we're talking. That's heat culture. That's what we're talking about. Return to play. Ramping up. Conditioning. Garbage. Nah. You're ready to play. You get out there and you play and you win. So tonight, the Heat are in Memphis. And uh, yeah, you'll feel really good. What's next after Memphis? Who do they have? I know they're coming home. Uh, Yeah, then they're home for a few games. Oh, yeah, it's Detroit on Tuesday. So it's the first night of a back-to-back. Detroit on Tuesday. And then you got the Clippers on Thursday. San Antonio on Saturday. So... 
you got a chance. Look, if you win tonight and you get to 500, you got three super winnable games at home. Clippers are good, but you got three super winnable games at home. You could finally start to get this thing going in, you know, the direction that you need to. All right, come on. You get back to 500 tonight. You got a home sim where the Heat have been good at home this year. And two of those three games are against bad teams, Detroit and San Antonio. You got the Clippers mixed in in the middle here. So the schedule's a, a, a little bit favorable when they come back home. Let's go. Come on now. Come on. Uh, as far as the injury situation tonight, it looks like... Uh, you know, Jimmy Butler's listed as questionable. So is Dwayne Dedman and Gabe Vincent. But otherwise, it, it should be, you know, all systems go. Uh, I'm not sure what the case is here for Memphis. But nonetheless, you win tonight. You're back at 500. And hopefully we can hit the reset button again. First night of a back-to-back tonight. Tomorrow you got Detroit. So there you have it. And the Panthers. If I can mention the Panthers real quick. They're back in action. Winnipeg tomorrow. Winnipeg's really good. But the Panthers, back-to-back 5-1 wins at Vancouver, and which we talked about that. That was Thursday, I believe. And then 5-1 Saturday night at Seattle. The Kraken, great name. They had won seven in a row, and the Panthers kicked their ass. So, Spencer Knight, keep throwing him out there. This Bobrovsky like a dead fish. No, keep throwing Spencer Knight out there. You know the deal. And hopefully Sasha Barkov uh, is rejoining the team. I don't think he's going to be in Winnipeg tomorrow, but when they come back home after that, Maybe they could finally get things going with the murderer of fun, Paul Maurice, behind the bench. So I feel, I feel a little bit better about the Panthers. I mean, outscoring their opponents 10-2 to the last two games. Come on now. Hey, if you're under the weather, if you're not feeling well, you, you dread having to go to the doctor. You make an appointment. They tell you, hey, I know you're sick right now. We don't have an appointment for another three weeks. Well, what if you can get the doctor to come to your home? That's right. Doctors on Call 365 is South Florida's urgent care that comes to you. Dr. Alon, that's my guy. He's the medical director, board-certified emergency medicine and residency-trained internal medicine doctor. He comes to my home. He treated me right there in the comfort of my own kitchen. He's going to do the same for you, all right? Can you put a price on convenience? I can't. I can't do that, all right? You avoid the crowded emergency room. Avoid the crowded urgent care. Have Dr. Alon and his team at Doctors on Call 365 come to you. They'll draw blood, uh, give you COVID tests, flu tests, strep, IV fluids if you need, vitamin therapy. If you got an emergency, you got to call 911, all right? But, and no, no mental health situations, no sexual uh, health cases, STD, that kind of deal. You, you got you to go to the hospital for that kind of stuff. But otherwise, doctors on call, 365, South Florida's urgent care that comes to you. The convenience is what does it for me, man. And you can trust Dr. Lon. I've used him myself, all right? Now, most insurances, they're charging emergency room co-pays, fees for urgent care visits. In the end, you're likely going to wind up paying the exact same thing when Dr. Alon comes and treats you in the comfort of your own home. Doctors on call 365.com. Doctors on call 365.com. Seven days a week, 24 hours a day, 786-577-9302. And of course, if you're dealing with an emergency, you call 911 immediately. All right. You know what time it is. Let's do some big deal or not a big deal. All right. A lot happened over the weekend. There's a lot going on. We still got to finish week 13 tonight of the NFL season. Uh, We're very disappointed, obviously, with uh, Team USA, United States men's national team. They lost Saturday afternoon. Fun game. They were in it. I was super pumped up when they cut the lead to 2-1. The Netherlands, though, they just... 
They took advantage of all their all their opportunities. They scored on their opportunities, while Team USA, they struggled defensively. The two biggest plays, Pulisic, he had the chance early on. He couldn't score. And then at the end of the first half, when, uh, you know, the U.S. defense, just not marking guys, they score to make it 2-0 right before the end of the first half. Those two plays right there, those are the two biggest plays in the match for me. Uh, overall, glad the U.S. got out of match play. You got to see a quarterfinal game. Here is, now this was post-game. How about this announce, announce yet? Herc Gomez, uh, he was crushing Greg Berhalter. Louis Van Gaal ate Greg Berhalter's lunch. Why? What specifically? Louis Van Gaal and this Netherlands team never wanted to run with the United States men's national team. Frank the Young, Darun, they're not going to run with Weston McKinney, with Tyler Adams, Eunice Musa. They know that's the strength of this core of this team. They never wanted that. But they knew that they weren't good enough to beat them on the ball with their quality. So like Greg Berhalter planted this team with their two outside backs to come in as interiors, okay, and playmake, if you will. And at times, Sergio Desk got into the final third and he looked dangerous. Anthony Robinson, not so much. But when they lose the ball, it's Weston McKinney and it's Eunice Musa out of position. And that ball is immediately coming. It's Darun. It's Frankie the Young immediately coming down the heart, down the spine of your defense. And it's an immediate opportunity for the Netherlands team. It's immediate opportunity for Mensa Zapai. It's immediate opportunity at the goal of uh, Matt Turner. It was just very naive. Very naive that you could think that going into a game with a team like the Netherlands, you were going to have more quality on the ball. They let you have it. Yeah. They disguised that possession for you. And yes, you had an early opportunity with Christian Pulisic, but this pretty much went down the way that Louis van Gaal had envisioned it. All right, so I'm going big deal here. All right, he knows what he's talking about. And we had Mike Ryan from the Levitard show on last week. He's not a big fan of Greg Berhalter. So does this mean he ends up being the guy in four years from now who's still going to be managing this team, coaching this team? I don't know. I think it's a big deal. I will tell you, though, you know, after the U.S. lost, and you had a lot of that, the future is bright, young team. Uh, We're looking good for four years from now. I'm sorry. I can't look at it like that. It's in four years from now. Like, I'm, I'm not going to get to watch these guys play together for another four years because they lost. Like, I, I have a hard time looking at the bright side. Where it's like, oh, we're going to be in great shape in four years. It's four years. It feels like forever from now. So I, I had a hard time looking at it like that. I, was, I, I wasn't angry. I was, I was disappointed, you know, because, man, I, I had so much fun watching that team play. All right. So I'm going big deal there. How about big deal or not a big deal? Deion Sanders is the new head coach of Colorado football. He took the Colorado job, left Jackson State. Here's Dion meeting with his new team, addressing them. He's telling them what's what. We got a few positions already taken care of because I'm bringing my luggage with me. And it's Louis. Okay. It ain't going to be no more of the mess that these wonderful fans, the student body, and some of your parents have put up with for probably two decades now. I'm coming. And when I get him, it's going to be changed. So I want y'all to get ready. To go ahead and jump in that portal and do whatever you're going to get. Because more you jump in, it's going to move you there. Because we bring kids that are smart. Say that smart. Smart. Tough. 
I'll tell you, I, I've never heard that before. Uh, I'll, I'll bring my luggage with me. If you want to hit the transfer report. I mean, he pretty much told everyone, too, at the press conference, you know, t- for his son, Shadur. Hey, Shadur, stand up. That's your quarterback right there. So he brings his son, obviously. His son is transferring as well. And, I mean, I know he told me he's got to earn it. Nah, he's a new quarterback. I've never heard that before. I'm bringing my luggage with me. And they're, they're taking some of your jobs. Uh, overall, uh, I, I, think, I think it's a big deal. And I'm not in line with the criticism against Dion. Dion did a lot of great work highlighting Jackson State and other HBCUs. I think Dion also wants to make sure his staff that he's bringing with him, that they get paid because a school like Colorado is going to be able to afford that, uh, afford to pay them a lot more than Jackson State. I think overall, uh, Dion has done a sensational job. I'm not down with the criticism for Dion, you know, leaving the black school to go to the white school, you know, it's, he'll leave HBCU if it means he's going to get money. I, I think there's a lot more going on there. I think Dion has done a terrific job, a terrific job. So I go big deal. Uh, big deal or not a big deal? How about Anthony Davis, the Los Angeles Lakers, having an unbelievable stretch right now? He had 55 yesterday. He had 44 the day before, the game before that. And the Lakers, who were 2-10, and 10, are now 10-12. and 12. How about that? I'm going big deal. It's more interesting when the Lakers are involved, when they're a decent team. The Pelicans hate it because the Pelicans have that Lakers pick. They have the right to swap the picks. And, uh, you know, it was looking like the, the Lakers were going to get number one overall for Wembanyama, and they're going to have to give it to the Pelicans. That ain't looking like the case anymore. The Lakers looking like a halfway decent team right there. So I'm going big deal. Finally here, big deal or not a big deal. After the game yesterday, San Francisco 49ers locker room. Remember how uh, Debo Samuel and Raheem Mostert, they had a little bit of a back and forth on Twitter leading up to the game. And uh, and you got Debo taking a shot at the Dolphins. Um, I thought they had the best talent. Oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that's what happens, you know. If you now, I don't think Raheem Mostert was talking smack. I don't think that at all. But you know, whatever, you lose the game. Now the other guy gets to say things like that. So it is what it is. See in the Super Bowl. See you in the Super Bowl, 49ers. That's right. The last time the Dolphins were in the Super Bowl, it was Dolphins and Niners. We're, we're waiting. What are we talking here? Uh, 36 years. We're waiting 36 years to get revenge. It's going to be very, very sweet. All right? And that right there is another edition A Big Deal or Not a Big Deal. Excellent Monday show. Thanks a lot to Dave Hyde for joining us. Uh, everyone who, who helped put together the show today. A great job by everybody involved. Just top-notch work today. Thanks to everyone who's hanging out with us. Thanks to our sponsors and our future sponsors as well. If you're looking for sponsorship opportunities, if you want to join Zaslow Show 2.0, hey, you get in on the ground floor here. You want to be part of the show. If it works for you, we could probably figure something out. Make it work for all of us. Go to at Zaslow Show. You can see my in my bio there, you got the email for sponsorship opportunities. Would love to have you potentially come aboard if it works for you. All right, so there you have it. You can also hit me up. Anyone can hit me up on Twitter at social uh, at Zaslow Show on social media, Instagram. I'm an influencer, but I love interacting with everybody as well. I got time for my people at Zaslow J on uh, Instagram. Also, we'll talk to you tomorrow on Zaslow Show 2.0. You know what that means.
Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six-packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing. You know, when my wife and I became homeowners, I mean, keeping the Zaslow Mansion safe, that's not an easy task unless you call Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. If you're looking for affordable care that offers the best coverage for your home, your motorcycle, your car, your boat, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services, their team has the expertise and experience to find the right coverage for you, including comprehensive policies. For both trailers and motorhomes, let their team help you learn more about your policy options so you can make an informed decision that's not going to keep you up at night. Bruntinsurance.com. When it comes to home, renters, and condo insurance, your options, hey, it, it, it can be dizzying. Don't worry. They specialize in making the confusing crystal clear with their fully licensed team helping you along every step of the way. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204.